0: Don't look back, because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily VR Investing Video uh, Podcast. Hope you had a great day today. Uh, let's get right to it. Another good day in the markets today. Back-to-back days. Kind of been a while since we've had this. You know, three weeks ago, we hit extreme overbought on our uh, VRA momentum oscillators. And since then, it's been pretty much nothing but uglyville. And now, yesterday, we get to extreme oversold in, in semiconductors. Raw market right behind it. Here comes the rally in the semis almost like textbook. And then today, you know, again, let's tell what happened first. There's some really interesting things happening here. Golden crosses are beginning to appear everywhere. And give it another week, and they will be everywhere. It's happening. Moving averages are turning up, right? We're getting closer to the midterms. We've got the midterm melt-up based on what I think is the best set of analytics, the best data I've ever seen going back to 1950. It says this market's going to scream higher. Uh, 18 for 18, folks. That's pretty good stuff. Pretty, pretty good stuff right there. Dow Jones today up 193. What I liked about this rally today, remember yesterday, Dow Jones was up over 400 points. Again, smart money hour, great yesterday. Smart money hour, fantastic today. We had about 40, it was about 30 minutes left in the trading. I looked up, I was on call, looked up. And the Dow had lost all of its gains. It was only up 40 points. So here we go. Now sell off into the close. It's going to be a weak smart money hour. I turn back around a few minutes later. Boom, back up over 100. Finished at the highest today. the day, up one, close, right at the highest today, I think. 193, up 6 to 1%. Uh, and uh, even did better. Uh, S&P 100, up uh, almost 17 to 1%, up 26 points. Our winner on the day was Russ 2000. Up eight-tenths to one percent. Love this chart. You know, if you're listening to us here and reading our stuff, if you remember, we love small catch. I think small catch folks are about to go on one of those tears. Matter of fact, I'm calling a shot right here. Write it down. I, only, I whiffed, by the way. I, I made the same call on precious metals in the miners a month ago, and it was a little premature. They're about to take off, by the way, as well. Seasonality is the play there. but I, I, But I pretty much whiffed on that call from a timing point of view. This is my next call. It's uh, We called the semis yesterday. I think that was a good call. Evidence so far says it was. And today, I'm saying Russell 2000, small caps, are about to have a monster move higher. They're going to lead the markets into year-end. And I'll tell you real quick why. This U.S. economy is not weak. It, it's just not weak. I know a lot of people love to say we have a housing recession. and Oh, my God. Uh, worse housing starts and all uh, all this data, right? They somehow are forgetting what the housing market's been like for the last two years. It's been on fire. Right? We needed to calm down a little bit. So let's forget about the housing recession stuff. Maybe we should be thinking about what's happening right now in corporate earnings, all-time highs. Home prices, all-time highs, just off all-time highs. Transportation, all-time highs, talking about revenue, the flow of goods across the, the country. Consumer net worth. All-time high. New business creation, all-time high. You don't get a lot of all-time highs occurring when you're in a recession. And you also don't get a recession when you have 3.7% unemployment. So let's, the perma bears, the doom and gloomers, can you please do me a favor and just go away? Really, we're tired of your shtick. We get it all day long in our inboxes, okay? it's on TV all day long everybody's bearish. I'm sorry. You are wrong. You are wrong. Uh, and that's why the, the small caps are going to explode higher because they get 70% of all their revenues from domestic sources. The U.S. economy is the best economy on planet Earth. Donald Trump made sure that was the case with the Trump economic miracle. Those pieces of the puzzle we put in place are still in place. The Trump agenda, the America First agenda, is still in place. Low taxes, still in place. Deregulation, largely still in place. Believe me, Biden's doing the best he can to tear some of these down. But frankly, most of them have remained in place. He's not that stupid. And uh, what else? Oh, uh, China, uh, right? Uh, America first, anti-China. Look at their economy. It's uh, in the toilet, okay? Look at our economy. Much, much better. Look at our markets versus theirs. You see a world of difference. China's hurting, folks. And that's Trump. Again, Trump's policies are still powering this market. That's what's going to power small caps based on the domestic economy that is much stronger than many want to admit. There's my soapbox for today, folks. All right, so let's, uh, that's why I think small caps are going to do great. NASDAQ uh, up 70 today, up six to 1%. And drum roll for this one, <clears throat> because again, yesterday we had a, a really nice move higher, broad based move higher, and the semiconductors matched that move that's good right we, we they didn't lag they didn't leave but we like to see them leave well guess what we got it today semiconductors SMH up 1.36 percent today blew everything else out of the water that is what we want to see one that's continue? so we have back-to-back days of good action great smart money hour i think and we're coming off extreme oversold this market's got a room it's got room to run it's got room to run that's our view here and we're sticking to it the only bugaboo is rates. And and I say this, look, <clears throat> again, I still believe that it's no big deal. Look at what happened today. Today, the ECB, European Central Bank, raised rates by three quarters of a percent. And everybody's hair was on fire. I mean, if you saw any coverage, you're like, wow, that's the biggest rate hike they've ever made. Or 20 years, whatever, this, whatever it is, 20, 30 years, biggest rate hike they've ever made. But guess what? That took their interest rates to exactly three quarters of a percent. They were they were they, they were at negative rates, zero percent rates. So now they're at three quarters, less than one percent, folks. I'm sorry, but that ain't a big deal. Now it might be a big deal for Europe because their economy is so weak, right? Because they have a social they have socialism as a as a business model, and they just can't develop. A good growth uh, economy. There's no. It's a very limited free market system there, and uh, and free market capitalism. It's, there's very little laissez-faire in the European system of making money, uh, and that's why you know we don't invest there. Most people don't. You just can't make money there. You always get beaten trounced by U.S. markets where we still practice free market capitalism at least to a larger degree than they do in Europe. But uh, the point is, this is still the place to be. I want to, again, thank Trump for that. Uh, and I, it's why rates at 3 point, the 10-year right now is just below 3.3%. Remember the high was 3.5%. Everybody's hair was on fire about that. I'm going to tell you then, today, what we said then and what we said for the last three, four years. Rates are going lower. Rates are going lower. And I don't really care if the 10-year is 3.5% or 4.5%, it just doesn't matter. I remember the, the, the biggest stock market boom that ever took place in this country was the dot-com melt-up from 1995 to 2000. I remember pretty well. I was a broker. I was right there in the middle of it. I took three companies public during, the, during that melt-up, the dot-com melt-up. And I remember where the 10-year was then. The average 10-year yield then was 5.5% it it almost hit 7% during one part of the uh, of the melt up again we're 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 at 3.3% today the melt up was better than 5% right again it's all it's important i think to keep things in perspective so that's the only bugaboo the markets don't like what is perceived to be high rates certainly it has had a, a dampening effect on 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 the housing market but again that's kind of needed because you know rent prices are skyrocketing, that's not healthy. Twenty percent of your home price appreciation is not healthy long term. So I got to say, you know, uh, the Fed has done a decent job of jawboning. They really have. I've got to give. That's one thing Jay Powell's been very good at jawboning. He did it again today. And uh, but I think it's just that. I think it's just that rates are going lower. They know it. Inflation's peaked. They know it. Uh, but the economy is strong. So rates may stay up a, elevated for a bit, but. Remember, we do have Obama 2.0 here. So how, how, how strong can the U.S. economy really be? Um, but again, the Trump economic miracle. So anyway, you can see where I'm going with this. Um, the market's going to go higher because earnings are going higher. The market's going to go higher because consumers are actually in pretty good shape. So that's a, the, the hair on fire. And we go from, uh, as Tyler said yesterday, we don't have to jump from the economy is in pretty good shape to, oh, my God, the economy is crashing. We don't have to go to the extremes, you know, and the doom and gloomers. just please pack it up for just give us a couple of years to take a break, right? We've had three bear markets in four years. Can we just have a period of normalcy where you stop stop predicting a crash is around the corner and another bear market around the corner because it's over. We had a bear market again. It is over we're going up into the midterms, and I'll just – I'll leave you with this one more time because I told – I asked Tyler before the podcast. I said, um, <clears throat> when I talk about melting up in the midterms because that's what Dems do. They want to cheat. They just you know bought votes with the the college debt elimination scam, and now they're going to buy votes by making the market go up because, of course, they control the Uniparty, which is the Federal Reserve, et cetera, and the plunge protection team, and they have control over it, and they can melt the market up if they want to. I think we all know they can. So I said, Tyler, do I sound like a a complete conspiracy theorist when I do it? He goes, yeah, maybe if you do it every day, you do. (laughs) Maybe maybe if you do it every day. And I think his point is well taken because I pretty much do it every day. But it's because I believe it. And I think we're seeing evidence that it's happening. We've been saying this since June uh, when the lows are in place. Now, I'm just going to tell you historically what has happened post-midterms. Going back to 1950, we have 18 cases of midterm election years. First of all, in eighteen in all eighteen cases, the markets were higher one year later, and the average return was thirty two point three percent. I mean, again, this could always be the year that, it, that 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 breaks, right? And maybe next year, next time we say was oh, eighteen for nineteen, but I'm sorry, eighteen for eighteen with an average gain of thirty two percent all day long and twice on Sunday I'm taking that one which is why we keep telling you about it because I think it's that important All right, let's take a look at the hood today again good day all around today really was again great comeback today could have been ugly had a couple of big sell offs and boom here came the buyers again those are buy programs folks we're seeing buy programs again today NASDAQ advanced decline uh, positive by a thousand issues not quite two to one pretty good though Uh, volume positive we're going to call it round up a little bit Two to one positive for NASDAQ on volume. NYSE, only positive, advanced decline by 300 issues. However, volume was positive by two and a half to one. Big time volume buy signal there. The negative, and I know we saw it yesterday, Tyler said it the day before too, you know, 3, 400 new stocks hitting a 52 week low. Today, again, 301 stocks hit a new 52 week low to just, what is that, 57 hitting a new 52-week high. We don't like that. That should change. That's the one bugaboo today. Everything else is really solid. And our sector watch today, of our 11 S&P sectors, we had eight finish higher, three finish lower, led the upside by healthcare, care of a big 1.7%. Financials up 1.7% as well. And materials up 1%. Consumer discretionary up 9 tenths of 1%. To the downside, really not much to speak of at all. Communication services down 4 tenths 1%. The other two flat. And our commodity watch today... Pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. Gold, down $8 an ounce at $17.19 an ounce. Silver, um, up $0.19 an ounce at uh, $18.45 an ounce. Copper, up $0.12 a a pound. That's a nice 3.6% move higher for copper. Again, it only goes in everything. They're trying to electrify the world, right? Copper goes in everything electrified. Copper is a great buy here, as is nuclear power. Uh, Uranium. This is a story we're really building a lot of confidence, and we have positions in this, folks. We're going to start talking about that a lot more. But today, copper three fifty-five a pound, again up three point six percent, and uh, crude oil at eighty-two sixty-nine a barrel, up seventy-five cents. Uh, that's uh, up nine tenths to one percent. I based based on our charts and the way we look at this, I'd give oil about another week, about another week, and, and, and along with energy stocks. And then we will be pouncing on this group again. We did take some profits in, in, in a position last week. One of our leverage ETFs and energy looking now. Cannot wait to get back in it. I think we're about a week away from doing that. Uh, again, golden cross buy signals are happening, folks. A small caps had one this week. The Qs, NASDAQ 100, had a golden cross this week. 50-day crossing the 100-day. As Tyler reminded me before the podcast, they're happening everywhere now. Housing, he gave me a list. I've already forgotten it. A lot of a lot of Golden Cross buy signals are occurring. What's significant about that is, it means the moving averages are turning up. Right? The 50-day moving averages are turning up. And that is a very good sign. It's been forever since we've had Golden Cross buy signals, and they're starting to happen again now. All right, folks. Finally for the day, Bitcoin. Uh, quiet day here. Down 33 at 19,347. All right, folks. Appreciate your listening as always. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.